Beetlejuice. 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 It's showtime. Welcome to the Beetlejuice Minute, where we discuss Tim Burton's Beetlejuice minute by minute. I'm your host, Julianne Fay, actress and owner of CinemaBliss.com, and my co-host today is Barry Rathbun. I am not an actress. I am more involved in the sound part of making movies. And guess who our guest star is this week? <laughs> it's Chris Taylor! Who has got the giggles big time, I can see right here. Probably because he just blew into his straw and made a bunch of bubbles come up out of his mug. I really like that mug. Where did you get that fine, fine mug? You mean my officially licensed Beetlejuice Minute mug, available at BeetlejuiceMinute.com? That's the one. That is the one. So, uh, yeah, get your mugs, folks. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, you'll enjoy um, drinking your hot chocolate this fall. (laughs) Or, you know, cherry Pepsi. It works. Only Barry would drink a cherry Pepsi out of a mug. Anyway, let's get to minute 26. Oh, my goodness. Uh, It starts with Lydia going up the stairs through the smoke that we discussed last Friday. Then Barbara is hanging wallpaper. Lydia pokes the key into the keyhole. Barbara and Adam brace themselves against the door. And, oh, my goodness, guess who shows up on screen? We get to see his full face this time. You mean the guy who's actually in the title? He actually shows up? Yes, he does. This Finally. is it. And then after our first sighting, we watch a little bit of the advertisement. And we can tell that Lydia can hear it. Through the keyhole. Does she, though? She hears something, but it's unclear whether or not it's like an advertisement. If it, if she was hearing the Beetlejuice thing, I think she'd be way more than just, hmm, what is that? Mm, I, I kind of figured she could, you know, make it out as much as you could something through a keyhole or through a doorway. Like, because the door's closed. It's a probably a pretty solid door and everything. So, you know, probably... In reality, if you were on the other side of that door, all you would probably hear is probably just like, just enough to make out a noise. So I think that's actually what's going on. Is she, if she was closer to the room, she probably would. Like if, you know, the door wasn't so thick or anything, she probably, I bet she could have heard it as being, you know, Beatlejuice doing his commercial. Beatlejuice? Beatlejuice. Ah, what accent is that? That's that's a French skeleton accent. Oh, nice. I like that. That's a cartoon reference. That's appropriate with a skeleton keyhole. I do not get the reference, but hey. You're lucky. (laughs) (laughs) So, Barry, tell us kind of what you noticed that was different in the script, or is there anything different in the script? Uh, Well, there's not a whole lot different uh, script-wise, but I also want to make mention of uh, the fact that Adam's talking about locking the door. I mean, they're they're ghosts, and they're treating everything like they're normal humans i mean she's looking at wallpaper he's just fiddling with the model like they're just going about their daily lives and um i want to say that her wallpaper reminds me of willy wonka and the chocolate factory because i think they're little cupcakes do they look like little tiny cupcakes to you guys a little bit yeah yeah i want to lick her wallpaper (laughs) maybe delia would like to lick her wallpaper Mm, before delia would uh, delia licks everything but i thought (laughs) what i thought was interesting about that is it looks like she's trying samples she's looking at these wallpaper samples to be like okay we're accepting that we're going to be living in the attic from now on with these people in our house and unless we can make peace with them somehow I don't see that happening in the next 70 minutes. But, the, you know, they want to wait. They, or they're, they're, they're kind of trying to decorate the, the attic so it feels more like home. So she's looking at these wallpaper samples. 
All right, cool. You're looking at wallpaper samples. Where are you going to get the rest of the wallpaper from? The hallway. I wanted to mention that the hallway was kind of cool because <laughs> because there's little bits of wallpaper, but there's also, like, I think a mousetrap and a can of oil and a blowtorch. Because as you walk up the hallway, it's kind of like cubby holes, like the old-fashioned cubby holes you had as a kid at school. Anyway, the <laughs> blowtorch torches. is probably Delia's. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I mean, but they, they have to buy more wallpaper, like, because that's the idea is that she's wanting to redecorate it. But there's they, they can't leave the house, so... She just got these. He's got. She's got these. She should just have all the little patches of wallpaper up on the the wall. You know, like a mosaic or something. I think it'd look fantastic. Maybe that's what she's gonna do. Mm, maybe. Yeah. I guess we'll never know. She could salvage the wallpaper as it's being steamed off the walls and bring there it back go. upstairs. That might be a, another way to do it. But uh, boy, that would be a tussle. Would the wallpaper float? Would it appear to float? Yes, I, I think it would. They would just see sheets of wallpaper floating if they if she did that. But that does make me think, how cool would it have been? Okay, so Delia and Otho are redecorating the whole house. How much fun would it be to be a ghost that, to every time they go to sleep to undecorate it, to like change whatever they can back? Oh my gosh, why didn't they think of that? That would have been, been so great. awesome. That's like the ultimate haunting. If you want to get rid of someone who's insistent upon redecorating your house... Well, yeah, I mean, it kind of also is the whole, you know, the stain that doesn't go away even though you try to clean it. Yeah, it kind of falls into that. Mm -hmm. Maybe all stains that don't go away are caused by ghosts. Mm, out, out, damn spot. And now it's Macbeth juice. <laughs> Beetle, Beth, Mac Beetle. It's, okay, it's degrading really fast here, so um, <laughs> we'll just move right along, I guess. Let's see, Lydia's gone up the stairs. We've seen the cubby holes, the mousetrap, the blowtorch. Trying to think if there's anything else interesting before she gets to the top of the stairs. I guess not, because then guess what happens? The TV switches on. Yahoo! Several minutes ago, we were uh, thinking about all the horses, and we were thinking, oh, you know, I think there's a horse theme, because doesn't Beetlejuice ride a horse later? But then the actual minute comes, we realize he's on one of the revenge cows. Mm -hmm. Those cows, I, I really want to know what Tim Burton was thinking about when he just inserted all the cows in there. I, I, I have an idea with that. Um, and it's that just that I think Tim Burton has an odd fascination with farm animals. In general? In general. Well, and I say that just because if you uh, if you listen to the Sleepy Hollow commentary, he points out all the sheep in the movie, and every time there are sheep on screen, he kind of giggles at them. So it might just be a Tim Burton loves farm animals in an odd way. Would that? Ooh, that's a, no, not in an in an in a, in a G-rated odd way. Do you think he had one of those little things that you pulled as a kid and would go in circles and then the cow goes moo? Yes, he definitely did. <laughs> or maybe they sang bad, bad black sheep, have you any wool? Maybe that was his childhood lullaby. <laughs> it's hard to imagine him having a childhood lullaby, isn't it? Well, I mean, it would make the black sheep of the family, so, you know. Bada bing. Womp womp. Well, Beetlejuice is on a cow. And the house behind in the graveyard looks a little bit like teeth or an upside-down picket fence. Anybody else notice how menacing that's, that looks? It kind of. Well, it's also passing by a bunch of the tombstones and whatnot. But are we supposed to know where he is at this point? He looks like he, oh Oh, as far as the audience? Yeah. Because they, yeah, I mean, they haven't said it yet. But the tombstone, which is a lot like Ed Wood's tombstones, falls right over. Or wobbles. It doesn't fall over. It wobbles. Which I love as a little tiny foreshadowing. 
Yeah, I think this probably should have been the first hint that, hey, he's in the model, considering he's on a toy cow. Yeah, well, I mean, it looks very... But, I mean, are you just supposed to think that's just shoddy production value in the, in the commercial? Hey, this is the the late 80s. This That was great production value. Or, or that it was shoddy production value intentionally, like, on Beetlejuice's part, because he was trying to mimic those kind of commercials. So that, you know, that's why he... So he intentionally wanted to look fake, because those commercials look fake. But then it's actually the model. Funny you should say about the whole homage of the commercial, because in the script, he's outfitted in a two-big cowboy hat, bad wig, and oversized sunglasses, singing very quickly, and it's a heavily disguised Beetlejuice. The camera quickly pans an assortment of tombstones, a la Cal Worthington. And for those of you who do not know this, back, I don't know, 70s, uh, on up through, there was a car dealer, Cal Worthington, who's primarily West Coast thing, but I think he got his, his fame spread far and wide. But if you've ever heard, if you want a car or truck, go see Cal. If you want to save a buck, go see Cal. Give a new car to your wife. She will love you all your life. If you want a car or truck, go see Cal. That was brilliant. Oh, bravo. I think we just peaked right now in minute 26. <laughs> so if you've ever seen, and if, if you've seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because he had the whole shtick about... Uh, he would claim he would do anything for a sale, such as eating a bug or standing on his head till his ears were turning red. Also in the commercial, as part of the shtick, he had a dog, his dog Spot, except Spot kept changing. Uh, in the beginning, it was an actual dog, but then they swapped out for other animals, but they kept calling it, do- kept calling it his dog Spot. And among the many animals that were featured as the dog Spot were a killer whale from SeaWorld, a lion, an elephant, a goose, a tiger, a bull, snakes, a rhinoceros, a skunk, a bear, and a roller skating chimpanzee, a water buffalo, and a hippopotamus. All played his dog Spot. I want to see that roller skating chimpanzee. We need to find that Spot. I I didn't look them up because, you know, we're recording everything, but apparently some of the commercials are on YouTube, so... Oh, and something sure to do are. now. <laughs> and uh, in in one of the other animal, in one of the other spots, uh, instead of the animal, one of his his dog spot was actually Deacon Jones, one of the fearsome foursome of the NFL's Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so that's where the whole thing comes from. If you're wondering why Beetlejuice is just going all out crazy with this thing, yeah. So the script, uh, it it's pretty clear that. Michael Keaton just riffed most of the entire commercial because the script just has him singing a little ditty, a la Cal Worthington. Have the living got you down, Beetlejuice? Are they jacking you around, Beetlejuice? Have you broken out in hives because you're tired of their jive? I will drive them from your hive, Beetlejuice. Wow. That is not what happens in the movie at all. <laughs> no. And, uh, Sometimes ad-libbing is good. Yeah, because the only other thing that actually is in the script that he says is actually in the later minute. So everything in this minute is not in the script at all. And also amusing note when he says he'll possess himself if he gotta. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of amusing considering what Gina Davis is doing right now. Tell us, what is Gina Davis doing right now? Yeah, she's on the Fox TV show The Exorcist, which when they first came out with it, uh, apparently they just were going to swipe the name and nothing else, but now it's been revealed that Gina Davis is actually playing Reagan because, as we all know, Exorcist 2 never happened. Spoilers for the one person ever that's probably watching the Exorcist TV series on Fox. (laughs) Oh, good point. 
I haven't seen it. So. <laughs> and that wraps up another minute on the Beetlejuice Minute. Well, see you guys tomorrow. Until next time, save us some popcorn, and we'll see you soon at the Beetlejuice Minute.